0: hey adam yes i'm excited about what man we are going back old school today oh yeah we're going back to a list of seven are we going back to the old pod cave we aren't we're still in the new pod front but we're going back to our roots with a list of seven remember those barely but let's get to it man all right
1: I'm Adam Mannis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you listen to the You'll Hear podcast. Jazz. Explain. Explain today, Peter. We're going back to our roots.
0: You can't grow up if you don't go down. You know <laughs> That's what I mean? right. I mean, you know, we, we get excited about the new features, the new digs, new friends, new music and everything. But the lists really pull us in. I mean, that's, you know, that's... It's our, our bread and butter. That's our OG glory as well. Totally. Our bread and butter for totally. sure. We, we definitely, we sowed our oats.
1: We we made our beds. What's up? What's another? We uh we we, we
0: we made our bed. Now we got to sleep in. Now it, we got to sleep in. It. No no no.
1: <laughs> we came up on lists of seven. That's right. Seven our favorite albums. Seven iconic solos. From, Why seven? Because it was lucky for us
0: for some reason. It just works. We it just did. works. All yeah. right. Well, this is great. Okay, so don't forget. So a couple of principles with the list of seven. Like and right? subscribe. No, leave no. leave. No, we're going back old school with Uh-oh. that too. Not like and subscribe. Uh-oh. This is an audio leave podcast. Leave a rating or review. Rating and review. We read every one. We just lost track oh. of them. And in honor
1: of the the 7, list of 7 leave a seven star uh, rating that's right it's an impossible thing to
0: do it is not impossible but I you
1: can add your own stars to do it manually seven stars don't be love afraid. those rating and reviews peter will read them out loud here yes. as soon as he discovers where he has no idea where they are
0: they used to just pop up on our on our messaging system and they don't but we're gonna find them so please leave <laughs> us a rating review because yeah. it makes us feel good about ourselves a but more importantly it spreads the love with the podcast which is still growing B. believe it yeah. or not yeah. i'm amazed that you know I, um is it though no it is it is i met <laughs> gentlemen uh, the downloads are we don't disclose our numbers because we forget them we get confused by them but it is growing um and i met a young pianist in chicago recently i was in intelligentsia coffee big shout out to them that's i don't know why coffee but that's there. it is good coffee that's yeah. my spot usually when i'm in the downtown or printers row neighborhood there i was in there and somebody came up to me with headphones on turned out to be a young pianist and said are you Peter Martin? I'm listening to your podcast right now. You'll oh, yes. hear it. And he had wow. headphones on. So. Wow. Yeah.
1: Well, shout out to uh, all of our piano friends in Chicago and yep. everywhere, all over the world. Yep. Again, leave us a rating and review. Give us a Wherever shout you out. Wherever podcast. you listen to this podcast. Wherever you listen to this podcast. All right. So let's get to it. Okay. Peter, uh, What is
0: number one? Well, we didn't tell them what we're talking about today. I know they probably saw the title. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Don't get ahead of yourself. No, no, no.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Um, seven ways to make your listeners... Love your music to make your listeners. I like that. Getting dogmatic, We're getting dogmatic, yeah. which is kind of our yeah. our OG origins as well. Totally. Okay. Number one, and this is not in any particular order, um, but uh, number one is to be authentic. That's right. If you don't love the music you're making, they're not going to love it either. That's right. Yeah. So, how can we be authentic, though? That's uh, a great thing to say. Everybody want, nobody wakes up and says, Oh, I hope I can make some inauthentic music for my listeners today.
1: So, uh, you know, honestly, being authentic and creating authentic music that you love is, I think, harder than learning how to play an instrument. Like, I, it's a lifelong po- process, it's a hugely important part of the creative process you know, as a creative person, you have to first learn how to make a bunch of stuff, right? And then once you learn how to make a bunch of stuff, you have to learn how to choose not to use all of the stuff you make and, and you know, trim the fat on it. Make sure that you have the best of the best of your output, right? So being authentic means that if it doesn't spark joy in you, to borrow a phrase from Marie Kondo here, if your music, if you're not, if there's a tune that you're just like, you just keep playing, even down to like if there's a voicing where you're like, why do I play that? I don't like the way that sounds. Don't play it anymore. You know what I mean? Like only play things, only create things that you love. The better, and listen, you're never ever going to hit 100% on that ever. That's not- I did
0: one time. It was only for one course, though. (laughs)
1: Yeah, well, I just heard this phrase actually that, you know, when you are are, uh, sailing by the stars, right? Yeah. You can use the North Star as your guide to go north, but you're never actually going to get to the star itself, right? It's just the guide to get wow. to point in the Way direction. Wow,
0: where it burst my nautical bubble there, buddy? Oh, you think you're going to sail to <laughs> well, the I north? I thought until 10 to seconds To Polaris?
1: Ago. <laughs> no, no. no, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. That that direction that you're aiming is more important than reaching the goal, but That's having right. having somewhere to go is important. So you don't feel bad if like, oh, I, I played something that I didn't absolutely love. That's okay, but as long as you're kind of keeping this as as a big part of your creative process. It's not just about making stuff. I mean, it is about making stuff, but it's also about knowing when not to do things, when when to let things go and, and really just getting to know yourself and what you love.
0: Yeah, because I think a lot of times the inauthenticity comes across when we want to be loved by our audiences. We want to play great stuff. So we take, and, and this is great segue into number two, because this is actually going to contradict number two. But it's like we take other people's phrases or or ways of playing or stories and say well that's better than me like that sounds bet monk sounds better than me so i'm gonna play his stuff and then you come across doing it in an inauthentic unauthentic well inauthentic way so this so we'll get right here to number two
1: number two is to steal <laughs> great musicians, good sorry, good musicians borrow great musicians steal and right. to your point here peter about <laughs> Thelonious monk if you really really love what Thelonious Monk is playing, yeah, and then you play it in your own way, in a way that you love. That's the key. That's authentic. That's where people
0: miss miss it.
1: If you try to play it like you think Thelonious Monk would want to hear it, right. or how you would want to hear Thelonious Monk play, or
0: just it. by imitating it, like down to every detail, and thinking I can do it almost as good, you or as good. I'm gonna play the exact same thing. That's that not played. authentic. That's yeah. not authentic, but That's it is authentic if it's really, if it's truly a part
1: of you. It's truly something you love, and it comes out naturally. Also, a key here, yeah. Then, like, it's not you know contrived or forced.
0: Then Plus, we don't feel... have to steal. We don't. When we say steal, there's a lot of things we can steal, right? Yeah. It's you can steal the vibe, you can steal an idea, you can steal a concept. It, like we, everybody always thinks base level with this. Like I want to steal a fr- exact phrase from somebody. You don't have to do that. You can. You can. There's a lot of other things. You know, in the realm of ideas that we can take, that we can be inspired by, that can really inform our own artistry and and, and add to our authenticity, not take away from it. That's right. So number three, Peter, what do you got? Yes. Okay. So this is... This is we're talking about ways to make your listeners love your music, right? Mm -hmm. You got to give them your music. You got to feed them your music. A lot of times like we want to get it. We want to let the music be trapped in the lab, trapped in the studio. We've got to get it out and we have to get it out consistently because people aren't going to love something they don't hear. It's not enough to just occasionally do something. You've got to put a schedule to it. Some kind of release schedule um you know that doesn't mean playing every night it doesn't it mean doesn't. Even no, no, playing no. Every it could week. be once a month it yeah. could be once a year you release something but you've got to do something because if people don't hear it i mean i there's so many young musicians that have said to me like how do i how do i grow an audience and i really want to do this or they'll hit us up on youtube or instagram or whatever and sometimes like i i can't answer all of them because we have a flood of them as you yeah, know here, yeah. you know personally and with open studio but i do try to look at those and sometimes it's funny because i'll look at you know, especially a younger musician complaining that you know how do you kind of cut through the noise? And then I'll click on their link to their buy to their their page, their YouTube, and they got like nothing on there, or they got one thing they posted yeah. a year ago. And it's like, well, how are you going to build up an audience if you're not giving them something to be an audience for? Always be working on something. Just have something
1: yeah. to work on, something that you're going to have public facing, whether that's a concert, an album, a project, something that you're doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's going to be time for reflection and time for or rebuilding, you know, built into that, baked into that, but always have some kind of idea of what's next because you just need to keep moving forward. Like, you just keep, like, like having that forward propulsion, even if it's not that great, it's better than nothing. Like,
0: just keep going. It's like people don't want to face who they are. That's why they don't play. That's why they don't release that because they're like, oh, I got to get to a certain point. You have to accept where you are now, then let people, you know, uh judge you negatively and and push you well, and you have push to push you into a dark place like back <laughs> to the
1: number one of be authentic and that editing process right yeah. you don't you have to have reps at that yeah. you have to have sets and reps at that editing process and that doesn't happen if you don't do anything right right so that's you, why i
0: always say abc always be creating creative. that's right
1: Uh, Okay, so number four is don't be afraid of the niche. Listen, you can't please everybody. You can't? I'm a people pleaser, I know you are, but you can't can't expect that everyone under the sun is going to like your music. So don't worry about the people that don't like your music. Just find more of the people that do like your music, because there's probably a good chance there's a good chunk of people out there that like what you're going to do. Realize who those people are. Get your music in
0: front of their ears. And serve them. Exactly. Feed them the music. I mean... It's better to have a hundred diehard fans than a thousand just casual, like, oh, I like this. Oh, I follow him. I mean, like, in this world of social media, yes, it's such great opportunities for us to get our music out to places to acquire listeners. But it's also like, it's a very dark place in terms of just casual listening and not really. But we're talking about, you know, ways to make your listeners love your music. We're talking about fans, fans of your music, fans of you. And, like, don't be afraid. Like, a niche is great like that 's actually a good thing like we 're not trying yeah. to get everybody in the world i mean it, it, if that 's going to happen that 's going to happen you 're not Michael Jackson. I hate to tell you that
1: yeah if you're if you 're <laughs> playing like bebop and you 're trying to get your music in front of like you know on like the the greatest polka uh, <laughs> spotify playlist it 's not probably a good use of your efforts that's and your right. energies right like find your niche, figure out what it is if it 's hey listen, if you can learn how to broaden that niche like and not you know and still be authentic like we were talking about, that yeah. is like the ultimate right but if if not don't
0: be afraid to lean into that niche exactly right? and look we're, we're very intentional about about how we titled this uh podcast and i think you know what any individual musician's goals are sort of professionally and in acquiring an audience and feeding them music that's up to you but we're talking about ways to make your listeners love your music we're not okay. talking about ways to get more listeners that's a separate kind of endeavor so when we concentrate on kind of one thing at a time and how many listeners that's, like I said, that could be 10, that could be a hundred, that could be a thousand, but whatever you have, be grateful. First of all, yeah. be grateful that you got anybody in this noisy, you know, distraction riddled world that we live in, that you got anybody paying attention to you. Have an attitude of gratitude, attitude of gratitude. There's uh, uh, a atti- uh, gratitude is just attitude with the I love it to it. On that note, we'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> All right, Peter. Uh, number that five. Was a nice little promo there. I like that. By yeah, the way, yeah. yeah, that was cool. Number five. What do you got? Uh, number five. Oh, concentrate on the story. Oh, what? Say it again for you the people in the back concentrate row. Concentrate on the story. You've got to give your listeners a story in order for them to love the music. And you might say, "Well, shouldn't the music stand on its own?" Yes, it should, and it will. Yeah. But if you connect it with a story, that's going to bring them to the music. One hundred percent. You know, and plus. Great music is a story into itself, but you can't always, you know, and this depends on like what type of music you are making. If you're a singer songwriter, you know, being able to pull your story or a story into your music is in some ways easier or at least more direct than if you're a, you know, bebop pianist or or whatever and you don't have words to deal with. But regardless, like you have to give. people a reason to understand what it is you're doing besides just your perceived brilliance of yourself as a musician i mean
1: it it can do nothing but help to have yeah. some kind of personal story you know some kind of narrative you know like uh what is it, bob dylan famously i mean he named himself bob dylan yeah but then like started a, a you know basically lore that he moved to join the circus or something i forget yeah. what it was but it's yeah. something like he, he created a backstory yeah backstory exactly and that's like the most extreme version but it, i mean it worked for for dylan yeah ever yeah. heard of him <laughs> Ever heard? Of him? but well, that that kind of lore though i mean in a lot of stories of our i'm a sucker for it totally man yeah. Like, you know, there's so much romanticism around people like Monk or Miles and the stories are part of the, the music. You know, right. like you hear these stories about these people and you're like, wow, what, a, what an interesting story of a person. Like, yeah. And it fits with the music so well. It helps to build that relationship. That's really what it is, man. It helps to build a relationship to the artist, to the music. So uh, help your audience build a relationship
0: to you. Like, help, what is your story? Think help them that. help you. Yeah. Help them help, help you yeah and yeah. i mean that's also why they had sh- me at hello <laughs> that's it's okay i'll was, I was see if you made that reference but it's also like like i think about you know christian mcbride friend of the pod friend of the open studio of course um he's so good like he has an audience and listeners that love his music because he's such a great player right but he still has this uncanny ability to weave stories into the perform the live performances, which makes it so compelling. And so, to to those of you that are saying like, "Well, my music, I'm above that. I don't want to do cheesy entertainment. I don't want to talk and tell stories." Well, look, you you don't don't worry about doing it like Christian McBride because you're not going to be able to do it that good or in that way. But also, you might want to reflect on like, unless you think you're such a great player you know better than Dizzy Gillespie he used to like to tell stories you know what i mean so it's like don't think don't get an attitude of non-gratitude and think that you're above you know telling a good story because this is entertainment and it just it makes it fun and interesting when i go to hear a band i don't care how good the music is if they aren't talking or telling some interesting story and look that of course that can be done through the music and that should be but the story of the band and how the people interact you know that's just it's fun it's interesting
1: that's right. So number 6 Peter is Don't be busy AF. <laughs> busy, what is AF? Um,
0: as fudge.
1: Don't, <laughs> don't be, be So you know, what does that fudge mean? So, is busy when you Don't gonna... be bu- So less is more basically. You don't feel like yeah. you have to give the whole kitchen sink at at every moment of the record at every performance.
0: Yeah, and we put this one in there I think because you know, this is sort of the simplest of the actual like ways to play, especially as an improviser. Yeah. If you're um, you know, getting up to perform a Shostakovich Piano Concerto, which I saw recently, a big shout out to the Boston Pops yeah, and huh. a great performance of that. But like, you know, how busy you play and when you take your breaths and stuff is not, there's not a lot of room for making those decisions because that's kind of been made by the music. So you need to fit in with that. Yeah. Um, although I think those decisions were probably made really good for some of these great classical compositions. Uh, but this is like probably the 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 number one thing when I hear really good players sometimes, you know, Not giving their music, their ideas, their story, Mm -hmm. you know, through the music and otherwise a chance to breathe. I think sometimes even on this podcast when we're speaking, I think about that and like, you know, pauses and breaths and stuff, how it can make the same information, the same sentences, the same sentiments, the same ideas sparkle and really be lovely to listen to even more so once That's you right. get that kind of cadence and pacing correct.
1: Yeah, this is all about you know, ways to make your listeners love your music. Give them a little space to love it. Like, yeah. Let
0: them absorb what you're doing. Because if you're doing all these other things and you're playing great, you still have to give them the time during the story, during the performance, during the solo, like at all the different levels yeah. to love your music. Sometimes it's like too much of a good thing. Like You, know, you go to a restaurant a great um our friend down here, Rob, yeah, you know how many courses is the tasting menu Six or seven, six or seven. Yeah. I bet they're not like just throwing them right after. Do you have a little breathing room in between each oh, course? Yeah, you have. You have, <laughs> you have <laughs> if you guys could cleanser. look at the pretentious look on Adam's oh face, right? No. It's, <laughs> it's all. It's all like very precious Ozark cuisine. It's delicious. <laughs> but I mean, that's part of the experience. And the, look, you said Ozark cuisine. There's a story behind it. Is he the, could just put some dude, great food. The whole that whole restaurant.
1: This is actually this is a, this is a restaurant called Bull Rush. It's our neighbor. It's um, an amazing, it's really our neighbor now. Uh, really our neighbor. Yeah. It's an amazing restaurant here in St. Louis. And what and time do they open it's, today? Uh, it's five. But it's all. <laughs> It's all Ozark cuisine, which you're like maybe laughing, Ozark cuisine, whatever. So like this chef, Rob Connolly, talk about a storyteller yeah. with the food. Like he researched all of these old like church cookbooks and newspaper recipes and, and really researched uh, for years and years the cuisine of the Ozarks so he's a forager. So he's going out and getting all this stuff. And when you do the tasting menu there, he is telling you a story, not just with the food, but of the food, of the history of the food. You are wrapped up in the history of the the region of the cuisine of the people that
0: are you know we're from here it's incredible and with the words and with the menu it's not just a story only through the food you'd have to be like a genius of food to understand it just from like and have a kind of palate and experience and worldliness that most of us don't have you probably do but that's a great analogy because he did all that research so that he could make the food great yeah you know which he did i mean he's a james beard winner you know he's he's the real deal um, but he shared that story. He didn't just say, okay, so it's the equivalent for us is like, okay, I'm going to study everything from Jelly Roll Morton and Louis Armstrong to Brad Meldow and Emmett Cohen and, and everything in between and like, i I I know all this stuff. I understand advanced harm. You know, I know all this stuff, so that's good enough. I'm just gonna play and people need to love what I do. It's like, yeah. no, you gotta talk about it. You gotta yeah. you gotta weave that somehow well, into a into a narrative that makes sense.
1: At the end of the day, with Bull Rush, there's all these things, you know, they're there's they're saving seeds. They have a historian on staff at a restaurant, what? But like at the end of the day, the food is killing. Exactly. Like, without the story, you gotta deliver it. Exactly. Like, and so I think here with your less is more with number six, don't be busy AF. You, what you're saying is just make it sound good. Make it sound good. Yeah, right, that's right. really all Exactly. It is. Okay, which that leads us to number seven. Uh, and which this is, is kind
0: of an we used to do this, remember? This is kind of an if all else fails. If all else fails. Pander to your audience. Listen, if you've got to show a little egg. <laughs> you've got to show a little you know egg. You know what I mean? Yeah. you got you to play, uh, play a current, you know, top 40 hit. Yeah, little covers, play some standards. you gotta do you what you've got to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're Warren Wolf, put on a tight shirt, do whatever it takes. You I mean, know? <laughs> yeah, if all else fails too, Peter. I mean, just play the right note. <laughs> just play the right notes. That's right. You know. uh, we joke. Kind of. Kind but I of, mean, but you know, yeah. do what you got to do. Because, look, music is to be enjoyed and it's to be savored and it's to be listened to. That's right. So once you do start to connect with your listeners and identify your listeners, those your hundred. Your dear listeners. Yeah, your dear listeners. And look, the first hundred. That, to some of you, that sounds like a whole lot. To, to some of you, that sounds insignificant. But regardless, you're going to hit 100 diehard fans at some point. Yeah. And I think you, with your band, the 442s, is a great example. Of this. You have more than 100, but you've got that probably that first 100 that are core that you guys learned how to get people to love your music. Not by changing or by pandering even, really, but by crafting a story and a sound and a lot of these things a consistent you know not being afraid of what that niche was for and not being like we have to cram it into jazz or classical or folk i
1: mean if we're going back to, to personal philosophies you know i'm not afraid of a niche man that's right I'm, all, I'm i live in the
0: niches but then you really you know coddled in a great way those hundred fans and then built it from there and said okay we're gonna go find some more of these people by being our by being ourselves being great but also by telling your story i feel like we're talking about the podcast too buddy exactly it's all the same thing well thanks everybody who stuck it around let's hey you
1: know this is our first list of seven in a while let's not forget a key tenant of this which we often forget wait check it out
0: that was seven seven stars seven stars no no we we need to uh
1: we need to do a wrap-up here so number one was be authentic oh the wrap-up number two steal yes number three don't forget to feed them your music consistency is king number four Don't be afraid of the niche. Number five, have a story. Give them your story. Incorporate that with your music. Is it niche or niche? It's both. both. Number six, don't be busy AF. Less is more. Number seven, if all else fails,
0: pander. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I liked it. Good job, Adam. Good job, Peter. Until next time. You'll hear it.